0: Welcome back to Five Songs or Less. Uh, I was going to try and sing a a holiday song for this, the second week of Leo season, but I haven't been able to come up with a good way to input Leo or something like that into a holiday song, um, such as, it's beginning to look a lot like Leo season. No. Everywhere you pee outside. <laughs> uh, we're it's fucking Leo season, everybody. Celebrate! Nate's here. He's he's gonna introduce me to the Van
1: Pelt. That's right. I'm here. Um, the Van Pelt's. It requires, unfortunately, that you say the. It's one of those bands. Yeah. Right.
0: You could say it without it.
1: I don't know. Why do I like...
0: But then it would be a lie. It would be a lie.
1: Yeah. I don't want to lie to anyone.
0: Uh, this just in, everybody. The Ted Leo episode is out. And uh, one Lindsay Oxford got very excited about it. And in that episode, I said that I didn't really like Chisel because I hadn't really heard much of them. And so now Leo season might be extended. Are going to get a Chisel episode? I think I'm gonna do a chisel oh, episode.
1: I can't wait to hear that. I can't wait for that playlist. Yeah. I'm gonna add that playlist to my to my playlist and listen to it. Hell yeah.
0: Yeah. We're gonna extend Leo season as long as we can. But anyway, that's not what we're doing here today. Today we're doing the Van Pelt. We're gonna we're gonna skip a lot of the bullshit today. Maybe. Oh, man. I don't know. I'm- We've already been talking for ten minutes. Bullshit know. Yeah. Nate's over there throwing things on the floor. You know,
1: I always wanna um suggest to Danny now this is here's how it gets out of hand. Here's how we go off the rails. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. a podcast listener who likes a tight sixty minutes, to be perfectly honest. Sure. And I think I like you're on the wrong podcast. Wrong podcast. <laughs> but I've listened to your podcast and it was fine that it went over because I like the I like the style of just sort of like, Well, we're gonna talk about these five songs for a grand total of twenty two minutes and we're gonna spend <laughs>
2: Ninety-eight <laughs> minutes
1: talking about cat farts and yes. what sort of soda oh, pop we spilled, farts. you know, on our on our on our high school dates. So, like, yes. I feel like I feel like I think it's a good idea occasionally to hold it to hold it a little bit tighter. But I also I also know what happens once you start asking the question, like, what is Nansen? Then it just gets a little bit out of control, probably. Or we could have it. Na- we could go off the rails. Nansen.
0: Oh, oh, okay, yeah. We're gonna talk about that yeah. song title. How about, how about this? Before we get to the Van Pelt, we'll make it quick and easy. Uh, we'll uh, do a quick cat checkup. Oh, shit.
1: Wait, did you look
0: for a cat check? Um... I did not look for a cat check. We, we talked about, uh, via text, you and I talked about Ted Leo's cats, yeah. and we did not talk about them on the episode. And I thought, oh, I should do the post-ending song thing where I talk about cats, and I forgot.
1: Well, see, here's the thing is why I didn't look into Chris Leo and his cat, his inevitable mm-hmm. cat story is that we just hadn't been really hitting on it. Cause I keep forgetting. I and, and so like I was, I, even, I had like a thought at work today. I was like, Oh, I got to add that to the list of the things that I need to do today. Like looking up Gern Blanster and records or whatever. And like, um, sure. I just never got around to the Chris Leo, uh, cat story, mm-hmm. but let's talk about that Ted Leo. Cause his, his cat story is quite beautiful. Do do you know his cat story? I don't know his cat story. Well, I don't know if there's a story behind it. I just know that he's a big fan, and they're very oh. beautiful cats. Someone, some they're cat very, named
0: very nice cats.
1: Like uh, cat named shoot. I texted it to you, but I can't remember. I don't understand why he doesn't is unwilling to uh, come on the show. <laughs> Ted, I, I don't know either. You know, uh,
0: I I totally asked him come on the show
1: he's got even though we've never had a guest before the well i mean he wouldn't be a guest you would have him give you a a playlist Um, Ooh, now that
0: right there would be
1: fun to be totally fun so his cat's name is ichi oh right and it's like this it's one of those like um it's a ska cat it's kind of funny because we talked a little bit about ska with old teddy Uh and like his cat is like a white base a white base like a pretty white cat actually with a top with a top cow. C- coloring on the knot. top a top knot but the face of this cat is like both ears are black but it has like a white run up the nose and then black over these eyes and then a white sort of mixture around the nose so it's mm-hmm. very much like a like a ska um, checkerboard sure sure two-tone cat two-tone cat exactly <laughs> the cat's name is not Ichi actually it's uh it's two-tone record. <laughs> it's Rudy it's Rudy the cat's name is Rudy <laughs> to no one's surprise whatsoever <laughs>
0: Oh, man that's a cute cat let's can we search for uh Chris Leo's page real quick is he on
1: Instagram I found a real Chris Leo and it's not him
0: Chris Leo uh, this might be it followed by washed washed up emo yeah, here that's we go him.
1: all right he rides a bicycle no no surprises there let's see yeah. he's got a one of those balloon dogs.
0: Where are the cats, Chris? Where are the cats?
1: Chris, your brother loves his cat Ichi. I don't understand why Mm -hmm. you don't love your cat. If you have your cat... You obviously have a cat. It's just you don't put an Instagram photo up of said cat. I see a dog. Oh, yeah. The dog and the wine. He's feeding a dog wine.
0: I see a dog sitting next to a baby.
1: Oh, not the... Okay. Well, I might be further along than you. I see a dead bird. A live bird. Oh, God. Chris. I see... Art, he's kind of like he's kind of a nerd, right?
0: I guess so. This Instagram feed is off the rails, man.
1: There's another dog, and then the beginning of it.
0: No, nope. and we're up we're all the way to the
1: end. Just wine, yeah. girls, dogs, and art, and dead yep. animals. Yep, and some alcohol, I which guess, I don't approve of. I know you don't approve of <laughs> that. That's, that's I mean, especially on the Instagram. Like, keep your alcohol secret. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Don't let the public see it. Oh yeah man. lots of dog content here though he's also got that do you see this one of uh, his dog sniffing a pig no I didn't see the dog pig oh dude I'm holding it up right here okay aww
0: just checking each other out a pig good. on a leash
1: I mean it's not cat content and that's a big strike against the vamp a full point in the ranking in the end as I understand yeah. it yeah yeah the fact that yeah yeah I'm Chris get your shit together man call yourself an adult <laughs>
0: How are your cats doing?
1: That's what I want to know. My cats are rocking it for one reason. And one reason only yesterday was International Black Cat Appreciation Day. Was it? Why didn't you tell me? I was too fucking busy appreciating (laughs) my three black cats. (laughs) Oh. So I don't know, like, you know, a full day of just complete snuggles and praise and extra treats and stuff like that. And then letting the black cats sneer at and make fun of the two other cats that aren't black. Like, it's just fun. It's a fun day. Great day. Man.
0: Yeah. I'll have to give uh, our Jinx a little extra love today, since I did not know about this. Better late than never, you know. Yes, you exactly. can always make up
1: for it. How are your you cats?
0: Know they're they're doing very well. You know what's weird about them though? No, is neither of them need. need? Oh, need, they don't make making make like masa need on you.
1: Yeah, like, like making, the, making making bread, making biscuits or yeah,
0: whatever. That. What they don't? Maybe they'll grow. They in don't. Bed. I've I've seen I've seen uh, Gertie do it on like her little cat bed. There's, there's like multiple cat beds for them. And like yesterday I was sitting there reading Lhasa a book before bed. And I'm sitting on her bed. And I'm like, what the fuck is that noise? And I, I like look over and I see Gertie like. Mm-hmm. Just there like staring at me doing Get her thing.
1: Ready to kill. Uh,
0: but our like our last two cats just would sit on our fat bellies and just need for hours and not would like drool.
1: And I, I, I want, I want that. I have the feeling that that can come like, it's not yeah. that it's not there, it, but also uh-huh. like, I wonder to what degree it's natural and what degree cats are sort of like brought into it through yeah. nurture.
0: I was reading up on it yesterday and it, and it did say that, or yesterday or the day before or whatever, it did say that it, it could have to do with, you know, how they were raised, how they were weaned off of, uh, mother's milk, if they did in fact have mother's milk or were bottle bottle fed, mm-hmm. so yeah, there, there's a lot of factors, and some cats just don't do it. So we shall see.
1: shit Out of luck if you don't, and I mean it's fine, if yeah. you don't, big deal. Like they're still cute. I know they're still so cute. It might they're mean they're unhealthy so though. You might want to take them to the vet. Mm. Pay a thousand dollar bill, vet bill. No, to get well, I, just, I
0: just took them to the vet yesterday for for vaccines.
1: Oh no, booster. Where do you a go to the vet?
0: Right now we go to VCA, but I'm thinking about switching it up.
1: How come? Because it's slightly farther than I'd like it to be. You're a Rancho Cordova man. You need <laughs> uh, <laughs> Cordova. Uh, I mean, it, it's
0: it's in uh, I guess that would be Fair Oaks where it's in. Um, it's sort of near the Fair Oaks Library, sort of. But yeah, it's down there, and there's one that's like much closer, but it's not a, a VCA. Uh, but VCA tends to be expensive. Like what more expensive. Veterinarian
1: Clinics of America? Sure. I don't know what it I'll is. I'll go with that. Yeah. We go to the Del Paso uh, Veterinary uh, Hospital or okay. Center, Yeah, yeah which yeah. is actually right by where I work now, but it was, you know, I didn't know I was going to end up working there, but mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's a great old, old school clinic, man. If you want to drive way too far out of your way. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, we used to go to Midtown Animal Hospital because uh, it, you know, When Amanda got the Cats, she lived in Midtown, and it was just a hop, skip, and a jump away from Tahoe Park, where we lived for a long time. Yeah, word. But now that's too far from Rancho. And so, I don't know. We're thinking about switching. We just went to uh, VCA because we had a voucher for a free first checkup thingy. Groupon. Yeah, sort of like that, from uh, Front Street Animal Shelter. They gave us this little free thingy. So, I don't know. We'll see. I like it because they it's it's like this corporation so they have these modern modern amenities such as an app which oh, is okay. super cool uh, i can check my appointments i can schedule appointments yada 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 but it's also a big corporation and do i want to support a big pet corporation
1: i don't know i haven't looked into them at all yeah i mean they probably eat animals
0: well i'm sure they do so I'm i don't not, know why i'm you not would holding I'm not them. holding uh non-vegetarian against them.
1: Oh really? I I you I didn't do you interact with people who are not vegetarian? Do I t- did. You talk to them? What? <laughs> I, I you you are vegetarian or oh, yeah, not vegetarian? I, I would not talk to you if you weren't. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm being an asshole for no reason.
0: <laughs> uh Yeah, no, I don't hold hold that against the VCA. That they uh, take
1: your animals in, care for them, then eat them, and then send <laughs> and then them to eat people. them,
0: all while not wearing a mask, too. Nobody Dang. wears
1: masks there. Yeah, nobody wore a mask at our clinic either.
0: Yeah. Oh, well. Anyway, fucking cats are great. I love them so much. I had to lay down for a little bit today, and both the cats were snuggling up with me, so that always makes me very happy.
1: Yeah, for sure. I appreciate that. All right. Let's talk about the Van Pelt. Yeah, I gave you the Van Pelt, a band that you, um, you and I have been talking about this band actually for a while because we were really interested in celebrating Leo season. Yeah. Um, And you talk, you said Ted Leo was somehow good and you still believe that after I I convinced you otherwise last week. I
0: I still believe it. You say what you will about Ted Leo and
1: his falsetto, but I love him. (laughs) I do think it would be funny if one part of your podcast was for any guest, not you, but any Mm -hmm. guest who is, um, uh, giving, who you give music to or who they give, if they give music to you, they have to make an argument against the band.
0: Sure. Sure.
1: They have to, they have to, they are purposely asked to convince you to not like a band that you like. Does it have
0: to be like them just playing devil's advocate or, or do they have to be a
1: legit hater of, said band they have to be no it's definitely like devil's advocate because it like imagine it's a, ba- a band that you like well i guess they could hate it let's say yeah. it's the bands that you give they have to try and convince you i guess if every band you give me from now on i'm going to make a point for at least 10 minutes to try and convince you how wrong you are
2: <laughs> okay.
1: That okay that band is good
0: <laughs> With, i'll try i'll try on this one
1: this guy doesn't even sing he just <laughs> <okay>. talks <laughs> Danny was texting Cody about how he was gonna do the vampel, and Cody's response was like, "What the fuck is a vampel?" <laughs> and, and Danny was like, "Yeah, that's that's appropriate." And then uh, he was like, "But Ted Leo's brother sings," and my only response was, "Quote unquote sings." <laughs> but the thing is, like with this band, I actually am interested to talk about the this little intro piece where we kind of talk about the band itself because, mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. As I thought of it, like, we were talking about Ted Leo, and I was like, oh, yeah, his brother, you know, is, is in this band, The Van Pelt. Like, we should do a Leo season, etc. And The Van Pelt is definitely a band that, like, I've kept in touch with. Like, I listen to. I even bought, when they put out their imaginary third album, I bought it on. It's the only vinyl of theirs I own because yeah, I missed out on the earlier stuff, which I have on CD, which is cool. Mm-hmm. And they're all, like, scratched up, you know, like, stuff that I, I obviously listen to this band a lot. But I, like, went to make that list, and I was like, fuck, what's a Van Pelt song that I really like, aside from Nansen and um, for me, that uh, "Do the Lovers Still Meet?" That was always my favorite song of theirs. Oh, okay. And I, could, I just was like, oh, I don't actually know. I don't, I don't really know anything about this. But this, I don't know anything about this band. Like, why did I even listen to this band? Like, wh- they're not on a label that I was uh-huh. necessarily familiar with. Like, they're not really part of any obvious. They don't have obvious scene connections to the other mm-hmm. bands that you and I have talked about. So I was like thinking about it, and I tried to make some connections. And I wonder if you can like, t- like, where is does the Van Pelt fit in your opinion into like just like emo history or like the history of this nineties era. They're part of the second wave in theory, but they're, in theory, they, re- yeah. they released their best album in 1997, the same year that like the promise ring, um, put out nothing feels on or, you yeah. know, it's like right a year before braids framing Kansas C- canvas mm. and like around get up kids, I think was that year.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Four minute miles right around there.
1: So where does this band fit? And how, I how, don't, did, how did, how did, we I don't get, know. how did I get to it?
0: It is an interesting question, and I was going to ask you, obviously, you know, how you came across them or whatever. Um, I I was thinking about this today as I was watching some videos of them playing live. And for me, if it were 1997 and I was uh, a freshman in high school, which I was at 1997, I would have hated this band.
1: Oh dude, I didn't listen to this band in '97 though. I listened yeah. to them in '99. I'm sure it sure yes, was '99. Yes, by
0: '99, I would have, I would have, maybe been into it. By 2003 or four, I would have been super into it. Word. but yeah, like mid '90s, late '90s, uh, or mid to late '90s, I was all Epifat, that kind of stuff. So yeah, I don't
1: know. There could be—is it maybe a compilation CD thing? No, as, as I thought about it, like, a friend of mine who worked at the CD shop that I worked at is mm-hmm. most certainly the person who pitched them on me. He must have ordered in the Sultans of Sentiment, I would imagine, sure. is the one. Because uh-huh. it, like, I mean, that album fits in with some of, like, it's, it's some weird cross between your minerals and then, like, a satia, right? Like, it's somehow mixed in there. And I don't... Yeah. I feel like zero... There are, like, seven, 700 people on this earth who would get would anywhere like who would, who would listen to those bands, but like, I guess they're really popular now. Never mind. But you know what I mean? Like it's somehow mixed in between that. And so I can see why mm-hmm. he, for example, uh, this friend of mine would have ordered it. Cause he was, I mean, w- mineral was definitely something that we were talking about amongst a really small scene of kids in my hometown. But Sesha was a band that he was into and that he got me into. So I can see mm-hmm. him coming across this band. They're both New York at this, you know, playing around the same time. I wonder if there was a, an interview he read or a, some contextual point that was made where yeah. those two bands were mentioned. Um, for the sort of obscurity side of emo at the time, right? Like sort of weird mm-hmm. emo, the other, but so he must've, he must've brought it in, but I'm wondering to some degree if it also had to do with the fact that that bit, that label Gern Blandstern, I think is what it's called.
0: Yeah. Something of, of that
1: super weird sounding label, but like that yeah. band that on that label, I was looking them up today. I was like, dude, I remember this fucking label, but I don't remember why. And they had Roarsatch on that label Oh, which was a band I listened to okay. back then. And I also am like a dead guy fan. And I like, I like uh-huh. that lineage. And, uh, they also had a band called the Rye conspiracy, which mm-hmm. I listened to an EP of for a while. Same Wait, with the Rye this conspiracy or Rye? Coalition, Col- coalition. Coalition. Sorry. Okay. Okay. Um, Rye coalition. I listened to like, I wasn't a fan of theirs, but I remember when I saw the name, I was like, Oh fuck. Yeah. I remember like some EP yeah, or some yeah, shit yeah. that, that same dude who'd had passed over to me. So I'm thinking it was that guy. And of those three bands, worse actually, I'm a fan of, I'm a bigger fan of, the later stuff, but or of the later bands, but it has to have been clicked through that direction somehow, and he put it in, in my CD player in my truck, and I was like, "Fuck, this band's great," and then went from there.
0: <laughs> it must have been something like that. that. That makes the most sense. Sorry, I'm looking at um, Gern Bladsternsten Records right now just to see. Oh yeah, Chisel, Native Nod, which was what's his yeah. name's previous Earlier band. band which i have not
1: heard before they're great too i've listened to them since they're they're good
0: they're another one of those bands similar to van Pel, where like i've always heard the name but never looked into them oh yeah the yamos big sacramento band they were oh really that label um, a band from sacramento a band from sacramento members well the singer at least of uh, chick 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 huh, that like dance punk band Oh yeah, there's a band uh, from the early aughts. There was a band called The Flesh, that was on this label. Zero Zero. That's who I was thinking of. They weren't on that. They were on Jade Tree.
1: Yeah, Zero Zero. I remember they had. Ba- they were members of group and like kind of was it instrumental? E- uh, no,
0: no, no. It's it's very like uh, poppy. Yeah.
1: Oh, okay. I guess um, I didn't listen to that.
0: Uh, it was good. I liked it. Uh, and then on that Gurn Blandston label, the the woman who sang in Zero Zero had a new band called Miss TK and the Revenge. Um, that was on that. And I think, wasn't uh, Miss T or Zero Zero, wasn't that like someone from Lifetime? or Yeah. That's what was. Ari, it means, Ari yeah. Katz. Yeah. Um, anyway, I don't know. I, I would imagine it was a record store find um, or, you know, a friend at a record store kind of find.
1: That would make the most sense. Do you have siblings? I have a sister. Yeah, older or younger? She's younger and has no. Mm-hmm. She didn't. I. She didn't listen to shit. Her music <laughs> taste was crap. I'll be. She'll say the same. She, <laughs> pop music. She liked Hanson. Oh okay. okay. As like a seventeen-year-old, mm-hmm. like you know, Baxter Boys and shit like that. You didn't pass the torch down. No, she didn't get along. We were adolescents. We're good now, oh. but mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it just wasn't a thing. Okay. Okay. I'm just curious so yeah, that's interesting.
0: And so you haven't, uh, or you said you have listened to a little bit of uh, native nod since.
1: Yeah. After a while of getting into this band and when MP3s became more of a thing, I got a native sure. nod mm-hmm. and I, I definitely dig it. Like native nod has that more like a screamo vibe guitar yeah, yeah. wise. Like it just sounds a little bit raw or this band. Yeah. It's even a little bit more like the, the first song from this playlist a little, mm-hmm. a little bit more in that direction, but he's not singing. In that in the same way, I don't know. I think they're pretty good. They're not a band yeah. that I listen to regularly though. Like the, the Vampel is definitely like at the time I listened to it a lot, and then mm-hmm. it's popped up throughout the rest of my life. Like I've always had them around every once in a while. You know, one of those bands I listen to probably at least once every six months. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Okay, okay,
1: very good. But cool. I also ask myself like, was I listening? I guess like to, to me, one of my comments uh, t- uh, in my notes, I was like, shit, man, I just listened to this album. I just like put it on, and then I would like listen to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like it's not like as if you, like you I,
0: hear it, but you don't listen to it. Kind of.
1: I mean, maybe, I mean, there are lots of parts where I know what's coming and I can, yeah, sure. you know, it's just yeah. like, I, it's obviously in there, but like when I started to sit down and listen to the songs, I was like, Oh, Oh, I don't it's know. It's a different way of
0: approaching music. Yeah. Like, yeah. Sitting and like thinking about and like thinking about why you like things and thinking about why the music makes you feel the way it does. And and kind of picking things apart, apart like that. It's a, very different way of listening to music. And it's made me, it's made me appreciate a lot of things about some of the bands I like. And it's made me like kind of cringe about
1: a few things every once in a while, you know? Well, even down to the point where like when I was listening to the first song versus the second song, like uh, the album switch, you, I didn't, when you, when I first talked to you, I was like, yeah, this dude just talks. He doesn't sing. Mm -hmm. And then I put on The Step is My Prairie. Is that what it's called again? Yeah, His Step is My his Prairie. His Step is My Prairie. I was like, oh, dude, he's singing. What the fuck? Like, I don't <laughs> yeah, even yeah, know yeah. why. Like, I would have known that. I've heard that song a thousand times. Like, I was uh-huh. just like, oh, okay. All right, let's talk but about But I,
0: I, I think maybe the overall the thesis statement for <laughs> the Van Pelt is the singer tends to just monologue or whatever mm-hmm. that is not necessarily singing, which I think is cool. I, I like bands like that is a very... Kind of second wave, uh, even some first wave emo thing to do, uh, and it's inspired a lot of bands. I have I have uh, some bands I want to ask you about. I'm going to reference them later, but I'm just going to list some bands off. And you let me know if you're familiar, uh, if you've heard them, things like that. Uh, Daniel Stripe Tiger.
1: I've heard of it, but I haven't listened to that band.
0: Okay. Uh, Self Defense Family.
1: Uh, the first S- The Revelation end of the year. Okay. Yeah. That one. Yeah. The Sincerely.
0: Okay, uh, shipping news.
1: I know that as a book, I think. Like <laughs> yes, it, yes. In my mind.
0: Okay, that was uh, a band that was uh, offshoot of. I can't remember which came first. The shipping news or Juno Forty Four.
1: Juno you know Forty Four. I know it's like an early, like a proto emo band or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, first wave, I guess. Middle wave. Uh,
0: okay, uh, Moss Icon.
1: Yeah, I know that band. Yeah. Uh,
0: Me without you. Yeah. Um,
1: more, that's like a 2000 late mid 2000s. Like, yeah.
0: They started in like the pop, punk early, band. early, uh 2000s. uh, 2000s. They're like okay. a post hardcore band and I won't go to a lot dispute. We, we don't need to go with a lot dispute.
1: I've listened to that band.
0: Yeah. This is just all bands that like listening to this playlist. I kept thinking of because a lot of them have that. Uh, oh, and slint was another one.
1: Slint. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, they all have that very like, you know, quote-unquote angular guitar kind of stuff. Probably each one of the bands, maybe not Daniel Stripe Tiger. Uh, I'm not super well-versed in their entire discography, although I did do an episode about them. But I feel like all of these bands have, you know, the talk singing thing mm-hmm. going on. And I, I did talk about talk singing kind of a lot on the Pavement episode, but the, the way Pavement does, does it is different. This is very like poetic monologue almost i haven't something important to say yeah <laughs> you the know philosophy spewing
1: from his mouth yeah
0: yeah yeah that kind of thing which i like it 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 brings out the snooty 20 year old in me you know mm-hmm. but i'm just like yeah this guy's saying saying some important shit right now uh i i i almost always love it when a band has like a a bridge that's like them just talking about
1: something it's there's a i, I pulled a a summary of one of the songs we can talk about, but there is a point they make in this where they talk about Leo singing with his perpetually off pitch lyrics stumbling out of his mouth as if he's reading poetry and doing it for the first time. <laughs> that's like what their description of, of, of his shit was Interesting. Which is kind of Interesting. what you're talking about a little yeah, bit. Like yeah, it yeah. feels smart, but there's something about it. It's a little punky and weird. And- yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So yeah, I'll, I'll point out specific things that like remind me of, of certain bands or whatever. But all the all those bands are, are really fucking good. You'd probably like Daniel Striped Tiger a lot. Um,
1: it sounds to me like a reference of a children's series. Yeah,
0: it, 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 it's a reference to uh, Daniel Tiger, Daniel Tiger from Mister Rogers.
1: Right? Is that the, it's a purposeful reference? I, I guess I don't I don't know the
0: the reason behind the okay. name, but uh, they're really I think, good. Uh, I mean, uh, shit, I'd like that. You'd, that sounds you'd be
1: into it. I guess. Do you know how Apple Music has like the essential playlist, and then does a next steps playlist? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like five songs or less. Daniel Stripe Tiger. Next steps is one, Ooh, the one that you have. you yeah. give me five new songs from that I, band. I
0: thought about that when when Dante first like uh, pieced out on the pod. I was like, do I can I like give bands again that I've already given to people? But I don't. I don't I mean,
1: realistically, I don't you I can, probably can't because like, I, I don't think I want to. Do you have a lot of new, fresh shit to say? Is the question? Because I'm sure that we could come up with new shit. But do I? No. Yeah, it would be you regurgitating yourself. <clears throat> yeah. um, what is it called here? Let me. It would be you providing perpetually off pitch commentary, stumbling out of your mouth <laughs> as if you're reading poetry for the first time. Yeah, yeah. That's that is this podcast. <laughs> Can you? That's your new subline. <laughs> Five songs or less. It's as if we're reading poetry for the first for time. The first time. I could add a
0: subtitle. Uh, <laughs> uh, one more question, and then we'll we'll move on to our first song. Did did you or have you, I guess, ever seen them play live?
1: No, no, no. Okay. They did like some. They did some reunions, and I want mm. to show you that video of them playing in 2014 in Italy. For yeah. some reason, they did. But no, i have no, never seen this band live. Okay. Would you? Nor would I see them live. <clears throat> yeah. Dude, I got questions about these reunion shows primarily because I don't like having to buy a ticket at a set time. Um, uh-huh. and I don't know if this is that kind of band, like when planes came through, planes mistaken for stars, uh-huh. 2015, maybe it was, um, it was easy to get tickets. There weren't that many people at the show. Sure, I was sure. like, this is, that's what I want. Right. But mm-hmm. like I recently got tickets, actually they were gifted to me for the rival schools show in oh. Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And, um, they had to be gifted to me because I was like, I'm not going to fuck around with this fucking, Oh, tickets go on sale at 12 o'clock on Friday. Like I'm not doing with that shit,
0: dude. Ten o'clock this morning, tickets went on sale to see Jinx Monsoon, uh, our one of our favorite drag queens from RuPaul's Drag Race. Mm-hmm. She's coming to the Punchline. Tickets sold out within an hour. The VIP tickets, which was, I wasn't going to buy, VIP tickets, they're eighty dollars a piece. Sold out in about ten minutes.
1: Yeah, I can't. I'm not handling that stress. Like, I like, don't want that. I
0: was on that fucking site all day, just trying to make it work and get it to work. I tried on my phone. I tried on the app. I tried on. Uh, my computer over and over again. Then it finally said it was sold out. So I was like, "Fuck!" But it also said check back later. So I checked back later this evening, and now there—you uh, can apparently. This is really fucking great, Ticketmaster. Fuck you! You can buy tickets and then sell them for uh, inflated
1: prices through oh, Ticketmaster. Oof. I don't like. I don't like any of that shit. Like, if I—it's confusing to me. I don't know. I don't know what Vampelt would do, if mm-hmm. it would even be a thing. But I don't like that. <clears throat> I don't want to mess with it. Like we are seeing this year in particular, just like this wild frenzy of cool ass reunions, right? Like sure. Mineral's going to be, or not Mineral. Um, Elliot's out there playing Sunny Day Real mm-hmm, Estate, mm-hmm. Seisha without the fucking guitar player. Um, but like I, under no circumstances, were any of those tickets. I'm so turned off by the check, uh, the, the by that frenzy. Like I can't yes. get it. I can't. Yes. I can't get it together for that. And I don't even think I want to. Also, it signals to me. And this is me just being a little bit older at this point, I guess, but like an atmosphere that I'm not hella stoked on, I guess. Like mm-hmm. the last time I went to a show that was like this was when Modern Life is War played The Witness, I think, in its entirety, uh-huh. which is the hilarious like thing that bands do, like performing yes, The Witness yes, in its entirety. It's like, dude, you're a, a fucking emotions. hardcore punk band. You don't do that shit. I don't <laughs> think they did that. But um, my my friend Kelly was living in uh, uh, Oakland at the time and got tickets for h- me and him to go see mm-hmm. them at Gilman. And I walked into that venue and I was just like, I can't see shit. Like, there's too many fucking people here. It was so overwhelming. Wow. It just, like, I don't know, man. Like, I need to know that maybe I'm just too sensitive at this point. Like, I just, I, I want to be able to see the fucking band. Sure. To be perfectly honest, I want to be up close and I don't want to be smushed and shit. Oh. It's um, so like, I don't know. It's a thing. I, yeah. so, I, so I guess, like, maybe this is the one band. I don't know. I don't think that they're, like, American football where like if the Van Pelt are not a relevant band today and if they no. had a t- reunion tour, like they might be able to sell out some venues in New York and maybe San Francisco, but like, yeah, not, not if they like played in, well, they wouldn't play probably anywhere else, but those spaces. I don't think they it. would
0: play in Sacramento. They, they might play mm-hmm. in the Bay area. Um I'm trying to think of where they would play though. I would say at most they would play at great American music hall. But yeah. I I could see them doing Bottom of the Hill and doing just fine. Yeah, I just
1: don't. I think that they're the kind of group that would bring out six hundred people. Yeah, you know, like that's and I would be better down with better with that. Like that's what that modern that Modern Life is War. I think Gilman just over over allowed in. It was just mm-hmm. so fucking full. And I just get the sense for all these shows where it's like this wild um, frenzy for tickets that it's just gonna be so fucking full and just yeah. like... I don't know. Yeah. Like I, I would love to go see Sunny Day. I would love to go see Elliot. Sure. <laughs> but those i don't think those tours are, Those shows are going to be all that much fun for me a person who doesn't want to get up and crowd surf or get up to the front or anything like that
0: yeah no not at all it would be pretty cool to see Elliot. i never got got a chance to see them but
1: yeah dude they're one of the best and mm-hmm. you know, i don't know what else it's also what else I also like being the kid who grew up in a small little podunk town who had a bunch of CDs and never mm-hmm. saw the bands that he loved and just whatever oh, okay. it is, what it yeah. is, you know? Yeah. I still liked them. I still got to, I still got to them somehow. Yeah,
0: he still got to experience the music.
1: Somehow. Yeah.
0: Yes, as it were. Uh, well, then let us move on to our first song from their first album, right? First full-length album. From their
1: first full-length, yeah. Yeah.
0: His step is my prairie.
2: It's
1: so erotic sounding.
0: What's that mean? Not the erotic part. I know what that means. What's his, <laughs> what's his step is my prairie mean?
1: What is his step is my prairie? Yeah. I don't know. That, to me, like there's, he has some funk, like some funky uh, assessment here of what I believe to be like manifest destiny style of f- slaughter and genocide. Mm-hmm. The step component being, r- of course, related to, to central or Eastern Europe in the, the Russian region. But mm-hmm. I don't know the history of that space well enough to know exactly what he might be referencing. Sure, with. sure. His is, intellectual nerds? Yeah.
0: What is steppe? I don't actually know
1: what that is. It's a part of. It's a part of the like great European plain in southeast, southwestern oh, okay. Russia.
0: Interesting. In physical geography, a steppe is an eco-region characterized by grassland plains, without trees, apart from those near rivers and lakes. Oh, so like even the middle of America, is kind of be. kind of that like that. Be.
1: Yeah, that makes some sense from definition. Okay. Okay. I always think of Hidden History, the step speaks to like the movement across Russia from I think maybe not in this song when he references Mongol mm-hmm. hordes, which is questionable language, but like the idea of like that space in Europe where people, the Huns, the mm-hmm. Mongols, like moved moved through and conquered empires and shit is like up in there. So maybe it's like the, the fall of empires. Napoleon ran up the steppe to get to Moscow. He failed of course, but Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And the, um, this
1: this right here is though a song that centers a lot of its conversation on
0: uh, colonialism, western expansion and yeah, colonialism West, here yeah, yeah. 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 so about this song, I fucking love this song it's I a love, ripper, no? I, I really like all these songs, but I love this song it's so fucking rad the beginning of it uh, sounds so much like a Daniel Striped Tiger song that I was like, I had to go listen. So, uh, can can you hear in your head the the beginning of of his step oh, as yeah. my friend? It's Prairie. one of the
1: few songs that I have. Like, I just it rips. It just goes straight into it. Yeah. Okay,
0: okay. So this one also rips straight into it as well. This is a Daniel Strap Tiger song. So you'll get your your little glimpse into Daniel Strap Tiger right now. But that like, it's 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 not the same. But it's so close, and uh, I was trying to think of it, and like the thing was, pl- I was driving in my car, and I just started st- singing the lyrics to this song, to the Daniel Stripe Tiger song. But anyway, I f- I fucking love it so much. Uh, he he like is doing the the kind of talk singing thing on the verses, mm-hmm. but he's definitely like, I guess, yell singing <laughs> on, on Leo the on this one. What's that?
1: You're talking about Chris Leo, yes, Daniel yes. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. yeah,
0: we're talking about whatever this band is called, the Van Pelt. Now. The Van Pelt, the VP, the the, the very the V What does VP stand for? The Vice President. Vice President. Yeah, the Vice President of bands. Ted Leo mm-hmm. and the Pharmacists is the president, and <laughs> the VP is the Van Pelt.
1: <laughs> all right that, i'm sure they love they're sure gonna love that. that i'm sure yeah the family is. reunion is gonna be like dude i was listening to this podcast <laughs> they call me the president and you the vice president so fuck off <laughs> <laughs> go get me a beer <laughs> go get me a beer man yeah yeah exactly yeah that's a, i think that when i was listening to this song when i was like sat down to listen to it that that was i mentioned this earlier i was like oh shit there he goes he's singing i didn't even recognize that yeah, before. Yeah, just yeah. such a part of my experience with this, that it was all a whole. And the thing that stood out was his sort of talk, mm-hmm. his talk spit vibe or whatever the hell he had going on. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I think a thing for me as a kid with this song too, like I understood that this song was a fucking punk ripper. Like it was a, it was fast. There's something, there's mm-hmm. something about it that was just, um, very, very different from the second album, which I think has a lot to do with the, the band had some member changes and sure. I don't know. Maybe I don't know what the hell they did. Why they stopped being such rockers? Because this shit's pretty good. You're yeah. absolutely right.
0: Yeah, I like. It. So the, is the whole like first album kind of like this vibe?
1: It's got a mix, but it's much more like this, like okay. more of a punk band. Yeah, than, than the uh, the emo the emo uh, champions they are on the second mm-hmm, album. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I think another thing about the 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 talk singing or just talking or whatever that it stands out or whatever is they really commit to it. Cause like the other bands that, that I know that do that kind of thing will do it for a while, but then they'll kind of like this first song where mm-hmm. the, the verses maybe are the talking part and the chorus is sung uh, or they'll get it. There's a couple times on this playlist where I'm just like, I want the song to explode right now into, into like <laughs> screaming. Cause like, like that's how me without you will do it sometimes is they'll, They'll do the the talking thing, and then the chorus just blows up, and it's him. Like, especially on the early uh, early two albums, he's just like screaming, and it's so rad. But I also really like the subtlety of this one, um, of the way they do things. Not this song, but the way they do their
1: talking thing. I think it's something that he seems to. Th- yeah, I agree with you, and it feels to me like the way that he thinks this band right here is. Or the second album is something different because there's this thing I was reading. He did an interview where he was talking about the word emo and what it means. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about his band, Native Nod, and this this album. And he was like, Yeah, some kids like came up to us and said we were emo core. And he was like, What is emo core? <laughs> and they were like, Yeah, it's, you know, like Rites of Spring. And, and in this quote, it's like, It's like Rites of Spring. Woohoo! It's like, I don't know. I want to meet the person who did that. What do you mean? What is emo core? It's like Rites of Spring. Woohoo! And then like ran off drunk or something. And he's like, oh, okay. So I thought we were just, like, put in the same genre as Rights of Spring. And he's like, okay, that makes sense. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then shortly they put out um, the second album, and the, the word felt then disparaging. It became more disparaging the way people would talk about him. Yeah, yeah, and he yeah. Started to feel he started to feel that. And he's like, I don't think the Velmpo Vel- Vel- are, like, emo in the same way that Whites of Spring are. But he said that he felt they were guilty by association because they were playing with bands like that in mm-hmm. punk band and punk venues at that point instead of going to college clubs. Yeah. Which yeah. means to me that he th- it seems to me he imagined the band differently at some point as something that wasn't um, punk anymore. And that might be that maybe gives you the chance to just like let up a little like he didn't feel like he needed to scream because he's I'm not a fucking punk band. Anymore, yeah, right? yeah, so yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, totally
1: could be that that would help him commit.
0: That makes sense. Alright, let's do... I've got one timestamp uh, right up f- kind of toward the front is 45 seconds. The of the dance of
2: the
0: red skin. Nice little breakdown right before the verse is very cool. The second time they do it as well, uh, which I might also have timestamped, is really fucking cool. But I just like that it's going, uh, it's going from like that kind of noodly, quote unquote, angular kind of guitar into this like dun nah, dun dun kind of breakdown sound.
1: It like sets up the coming vocals. Yeah, sort of yeah.
0: Thing. And then it gets super light, like the distortion gets shut off, and it's very like a, a pick heavy kind of guitar part. And then we get to the most egregious of lines.
1: Oh i can preface this because like i uh sent danny the list and i started listening to the songs more closely and um in my um many years of listening to the song his um he th- he throws out a slur a racist slur that i don't need to, to repeat but i can say a national football league team was recently recently changed their name away from it have they changed and, um, it yeah, they're now the Washington Generals, I think. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So that football team in Washington changed their name away from this and it's a slur that I can't say like I've I have a much history with people using aside from it being the name of that team. Like mm-hmm. to me it always was just sort of like, oh, that's the name of that team and it's a terrible thing to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um so it places me in a space where it's like under what circumstance even in the 90s, does an ignorant, not to, because I'm not excusing it, like white person use this word, mm-hmm. Um I can't figure it out, so I don't know what the hell his, his like um reasoning was, if he's using it, you know, sometimes people will use a, I think, in in it correctly, will use a slur to, to for historical context or some shit. Sure. I just don't, I don't know if that, maybe that's the argument he would have made in 97. Maybe. Or 93, I guess, or 94, whenever the hell this came out, but yeah, it's... It's fucking stupid because it's such a dope song, and you kick that off, and you're like, "Oh fuck, what the yeah, hell, dude?"
0: Yeah, I just feel like back then it was so. uh, I don't. I keep wanting to say commonplace, but it was. It's not like commonplace. It was just like it was a football team, and it honestly, I'm a fucking dumb, mostly white guy that's like needs to be told, "Hey, Danny." think about that name for a second of that football team and then you'll realize that it's actually a slur and it's racist and like oh right okay that makes sense like it never occurred to me until you know maybe 10 years ago or something like that um so I wouldn't be surprised if it was just something that uh he didn't even think about when he was writing the song
1: I tried to do some searching on it. It wasn't easy, and I also didn't want to spend hours reading interviews <laughs> with Chris Leo or whatever. But, like, um, text-based search didn't help. I, he, I don't know if he's ever been asked. I don't know if it's necessarily – I don't know if the band raised to that sort of fame contemporarily mm-hmm. where they're mm-hmm. asking him about it. I can – like, what's what I think is most fucking wild about it is this song is dope as shit. Like, the lyrical, like, message is really good. It's – yes, yes. It, and I, and it makes me feel like he knew what he was doing because like who's mm-hmm. a person like even what he's saying in that particular sentence is you've got like a white dude who's doing the dance of a brown person mm-hmm. um, to the sound of another brown person's music mm-hmm. and they don't even know that they're doing it right yeah, like so yeah. it's like this it's actually what like he's he's critiquing rock and roll in so many ways throughout this and or just like rock music or like mm-hmm. most music in the United States mm-hmm. and uh, for being appropriative and violent and it's in its appropriation and colonial approach and like he just how does a dude write that song yeah. and then still use a term that we know to be you know just wildly insensitive and like related to violent interaction yeah, with, yeah. with other people like used to justify genocide it's mm-hmm. just i mean he should have known that but yeah. it was disappointing it was the 90s i don't know yeah it's, it's for me like it hurts the song actually a lot after i after i mm-hmm. sat down to listen to it and i was like Okay, I'm actually listening to the lyrics here, and what the fuck? This sucks. And I know, like, I hear it at the beginning of a song, and it's always like, oh shit, yeah, because it's
0: like right uh, up front.
1: Yeah, so definitely, th- I think that's the problem is it kind of it dings the song right off the t- right off the top, and it becomes one that I probably outside of this playlist will have on as far as the album is concerned. But mm-hmm. I don't know, I don't see myself clicking to it in, on its yeah, own as yeah. a result, which sucks, dude. Chris, I know you're listening. <laughs> Talk to us about this. What was the choice? Yeah.
0: I, I kind of assume that if they are going to play more shows or have been playing more shows, uh, maybe he would switch out that word. Cause it'd be really easy to switch up, you know, for a live performance or whatever. I would assume. Yeah. I also don't think they play this song because I was not able to find a single video
1: of them playing it, playing the song. Yeah. Oh. It's that's another egregious part of it too. Is it like the under no circumstances can I, I mean, again, because I just think it's egregious, but like there's, there's no reason why you couldn't name a person's tribal affiliation or you couldn't name, you couldn't just say the word native. Like they just <laughs> understand, like what yeah, the dude uh, felt like this elicited that something else wouldn't. But
0: it's a very interesting choice. I, I would be curious to know the thought process behind it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially cause it goes on to be such a dope song. Yeah. Which we can talk a little bit. O- about
0: Overall, like you've kind of talked about it already, what the song is about. Um, kind of colonialism thing and uh, stealing music. Amanda and I were just talking about this recently um, because uh, there's, I don't know if you play like Wordle or any of those kind of like daily games or whatever.
1: I did the Wordle when it was a uh, craze, like six times. It's too hard for me. I'm not a yeah, speller.
0: Yeah. I'm not either, but I do it anyway. There's one, a similar version called Hurdle where it plays mm-hmm. clips of a song and you, you guess the song. There was one a few days ago. I could not fucking get. I knew the song. I knew it was from the 90s. I, I asked Han. He was no help whatsoever. He's like, <laughs> okay. I didn't exist. Like, I don't. <laughs> so I screen recorded the song, sent it over to Dante because I was like, Dante's going to know. He knows things about 90s music. He responded within 15 minutes, pretty quickly. It was Bittersweet Symphony by The Verve. Oh,
1: the Verve, yeah.
0: The Verve. Uh, didn't
1: that song, like, get that dude, like, that dude... No, wait, tell me your story. What's up with that song?
0: Apparently, I didn't know this. Dante knew this. Uh, the Rolling Stones... That's right. ...sued yeah. uh, this band, and uh, I don't know the exact facts here, folks. I'm just gonna say... Uh, allegedly apparently claimed
1: that they invented rock and roll. The, yes. Yes.
0: The Rolling Stones sued this band and now the band makes like no money off of the song or something to the that. The only
1: effect, song they had. Yeah.
0: Which sucks for the band because that was like their hit. And now who was ever listening to the verve anymore? And Amanda and I were talking about that and we're just like, that's so fucking backwards because like who should be suing the rolling like how many people should be suing the Rolling Stones for all the music that they stole <laughs> yeah. and Led Zeppelin, like Led Zeppelin has, uh, well, they have been sued. They got sued by some other like, uh, white rock band or whatever for stairway to heaven. But anyway, like it's just fucking weird. And I guess that's part of what this song is about is the theft
1: of, uh, culture, I guess. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. And done really well. Like he's got mm-hmm. some lines in this song that like the um, I'm getting back to the lyrics. My guitar is stained with blood from the head up to the neck. because yeah. Some things were never said. Yeah. Some things were never said. God. It's fucking wild. The end. And the, not wrong. The
0: end of this song, man. I have I have two forty three. Yeah. Two forty three. Two forty two. Yeah, actually,
1: Yeah. Like, I, we do that sometimes. But.
0: The end of this song is so fucking good. Cause he's, he's saying that line, some things were never said like over and over again,
2: mm-hmm.
1: just
0: like kind of drilling that point home.
1: Yeah. It's like a pissed person who learned shit that like people that were, uh, uh, supposedly like, you know, in charge of rearing you in charge of bringing you up mm-hmm. and making you into a person who was responsibly human or something just themselves. It was never said to them, I guess, but like there's at some point you got to break that, that. I mean, that guilt goes all the way to us. Like it is us, right? Like we we are also guilty of that just because my folks chose not to speak of, you know, like uh, genocide in our own space. Mm -hmm. Like, or just just to talk, like, I don't know, like it's, it's fucked up. And I think you should be pissed about it actually. (laughs) And that's a really great way to, I mean, he's, the way he expresses it is obvious. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But yeah, it's really fucking good. I, I like it. I like the message behind it. Let's change out one word. Uh, maybe Truly, some, just maybe some of the others. I don't know. I don't. Just, some of the there's some words in here that I've never heard before because I'm a, not much of a reader. Yeah, I guess you're right. So I don't know, but
1: yeah, I think you should, I I really do think that this album could really click with you to some degree. Mm-hmm. It is much faster, and there's more shit going on in the songs yeah. than. Not to say that the next three songs don't have anything going on in them, but you know they're kind of like it's it's definitely like it's different.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. All these songs have a lot going on guitar-wise, and that always makes me happy. So,
1: oh, okay, well, I'm glad you. I was listening to him and been like, man, I don't know. If Leo, might, Leo sounds a little bored on his old guitar. there. No, no. <laughs> um,
0: okay, I've got. Uh, I think this is the chorus. Uh, One twenty. The scream is good. The next one, the next one though, the next one, that's the one. That's the one. Okay.
1: Yeah. I like it. Cause it just seems like a bad scream. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah.
0: it is. And that is uh, so indicative of uh, this genre of emo or post hardcore or whatever you want to call it is the voice cracks and the screams that mm-hmm. sound bad, but good. At the same time,
1: yeah. People, what did they call it? Purposely out of, or not per- perpetually off tune. Yeah, like out of tune yeah, yeah.
0: I love that shit. Do you have any other timestamps?
1: I had one eighteen, and then the scream at one forty-three, oh. and then two forty, and then two forty-two.
0: We're like right matched
1: up for this one. Yeah, I will point out lyrically. Like he he poses this state. He says this statement in this next verse. Mm hmm. Oh no! Wait, and the one before that chorus—it um, wouldn't be so bad if the old West were never won. Yeah, um, dude, <laughs> I know. If actually the complicated nature, like, like I say that kind of shit to my dad, and he just is like, "Like, what the fuck, man? What are you talking about? Like, we're here. What are you? Do- what am I not alive? Yeah." Um, but the sentiment is right, and it puts you in the perfect headspace mm-hmm. to think about the kind of shit that he's trying to put into the song and just, I, I like that sentence. It's the kind of thing that can help me frame myself in certain ways. Yeah. I, I just want to call it out. It's a cool, it's a cool, it, cool line. Yeah,
0: it is a very cool line. It definitely, uh, when I was reading the lyrics um, today, it kind of stood out as one of those things of like a sentence that it would definitely be triggering to my dad as well, um, <laughs> but is a really fucking good point because none of us really belong here at least Mm -hmm. at least anyone uh talking on this podcast right now and the singer probably most of the band members i don't know
1: i think that's well whatever yeah i'm not gonna assume yeah but that said it's it's a dope line that stands out and it puts you in a good frame of mind i think yeah i like the place where it puts you absolutely
0: let's listen to this awesome part You're right. It's not a lot happening. Like he's there's like one guitar doing the that, that little riff, and the other guitar is just going, but it sounds so fucking
1: good. It sounds good together. yeah. yeah. It sounds so rad. Yeah. But I and it kept going. Like you even faded out. Yeah, like yeah. Still, you're just like oh, it, it hell, changes it, up. But I love the
0: the break and just that drum fill, and then probably the most harm, harmonic this band has ever sounded. It just reeks of like emo to come, you know? Uh,
1: yeah, this is 95, 94, right? Yeah.
0: That's, that's, yeah. It It's just got that uh, harmony to it. And maybe they do that more often in these songs. It's, it tends to be the, mostly the, the talk singing or the yell screaming. But just that little hint of like, Harmony mm-hmm. is really, really nice, and it's weird because the first time I heard it, I didn't expect it to like just be this ah uh, and fade out uh, into the the you know lead guitar part, quote unquote. But it's so cool. I don't know. It's so fucking cool. I love it.
1: Yeah, totally. Yeah,
0: yeah. This song's my fave. I like it a lot. Not to say that I I don't like any of the other songs, but this one is is top. Tear for me, it would.
1: It's, it's actually a shame that you had looked it up and didn't see them playing it live because I just it would be fucking fun to, yeah. to, to hear a song like this played. Totally, yeah, totally. And the stuff that the, the three songs I think that I saw released for that reunion show like were almost I think they were all from uh the Sultans of Sentiment oh, okay, or whatever that okay. So maybe it's not something they're as interested in playing, yeah.
0: Maybe, um, there was one, uh, there was a couple like full show ones. Uh, where I I'd like clicked into it to see the set list. One of them didn't have the set list, so maybe they played it there, but mm-hmm. um, I didn't want to spoil uh, anything. All right, we got to talk mm-hmm. about this next song. We got to talk about this song title because, frankly,
1: I'm offended. You're offended. Yeah. I mean, how are you? What What is the song title?
0: Uh, n- nansen nansen. Somebody, somebody has killed a cat.
1: Kill's cat what a terrible thing to do what the fuck man <laughs> what the fuck to be perfectly honest like th- this is their most famous song like this is I think if you see like emo li- like songs lists of emo songs yeah, and stuff like yeah. that this is the Van Pelt song that pops up um, and I also love this song but there was no playlist that this wasn't going on okay. and so I just put it on I sent it over to you uh-huh. obviously like I can't, can't hold out I can't hold out on the song that if you meet somebody who knows a Van Pelt song this is probably it okay and then I was listening to it, and you know he gets to that point in the song um, where he's like, uh, "So kill a cat to keep logic at bay." And I was like, "Oh shit, yeah, that, this song is Nancy kills a cat." <laughs> oh shit, they're talking about killing cats. Danny's gonna hate this <laughs> shit. <laughs> um, I looked it up though, and I to be honest, like I wanted to give you like I wanted to do one of those things where you like read a little bit of history and you understand a little bit about Zen Buddhism and you like say what it's supposed to sure. mean. But, like, I, I don't understand the story. Like, the story he's referencing, uh-huh. Nansen, who kills the cat, like, I just, I don't get it at all, to be perfectly oh. honest. But it is it is based on a relatively famous Zen Buddhist, like, I, I don't even know what the word would be like. It sounds to me like the kind of story that you learn something from. Sure, sure. Did you look it no, up by chance? or? No. I guess, like, uh, uh, to, to be, like, completely uh, incomplete about it and just not really knowing too much about what it what the idea behind it means because it's not it's not a faith I follow or something I understand but like there's this um, character named Nansen who like goes up to a person who a person who follows a faith from the West and one who follows a faith from the east and they're both I think Buddhism of some sort mm-hmm. and he asks them to name something that's Zen but I also saw a translation that says to name something that's good and they're unable to say anything so he cuts a cat in half mm-hmm. and then later on that night, he comes to his friend, whose name I can't remember. Nansen tells the same story to his friend, and his friend's like, his friend hears a story and he says nothing, but he puts his shoes on his head and walks out. And Nansen says, "Now, if they had said, if they had done that, I wouldn't have cut the cat."
0: What? And I guess
1: like, yeah, it's like I feel the same. I found a co- I found a couple sites that had some some assessment. I just wasn't following it. And I feel I feel dumb. Like, just I mean that's the story as far as I know it, and I don't really get the I don't really get the meaning behind uh-huh. it aside from this idea of him at the end singing, like, is it nothing too? Is it nothing too? Does it feel like nothing? Mm -hmm. Is like, um, is part of that, 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 the essence of the story that, that having, having done something is different than nothing or that there's a Zen vibe behind nothing or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like putting your shoes on your head and walking out is the epitome of responding in a correct fashion. (laughs) I don't fucking know, dude. It's wild. Interesting. Um, Very, very interesting. But that's what... That's what Leo's referencing here, and he's referencing it throughout, um, for sure. It like, follows very very many parts of this, and the, the analysis of what I read had a lot to do with the idea of nothing and lunacy, uh-huh. and it's pretty interesting how that how that works. Interesting.
0: Somebody come on the pod and explain it to us.
1: Because like, Leo might just be doing some appropriation here that he was calling out in the previous song, but he might also be a person who practices dead Buddhism for all yeah, I could be as well
0: uh so yeah this one we're heavy into the talk singing monologue thing uh Mm -hmm. which is cool this one reminds me a lot of shipping news uh there was like a song kind of like the the last one when i was talking about daniel striped tiger but like just i was listening to this song and he would start to do the the vocals and it, it reminded me so much of another song there's a shipping news song that Um, They have quite, I think they have a few where they do the talking thing, Um, but there's one in particular I'm going to play just a little bit of. It is called "Axons and Dendrites uh, off of their 2005 album Flies in the Field or Flies the Fields. yeah it made me think of that that's good I, i fucking love this band uh their their vocalist uh unfortunately passed away in i think 2012 um but they were a really fucking good band but anyway it made me think of that which is cool because again i love it nothing really like i think i was more like perplexed by the lyrics and so nothing really stood out I'm much more interested now, honestly, now that I kind of know the, the story behind it or whatever. Um,
1: there's some philosophy. Yeah. Or something in there yeah
0: there. That's very cool. I do have a couple little timestamps as well on this one.
1: I'll say with this one, I wonder if we can talk about the. I have a video potentially for oh, this cool. one. If you want to watch yeah, it yeah. so we can maybe talk about it while they play. And, um, it's also, so as I mentioned, it was it's the kind of song that finds itself on best of emo lists mm-hmm. if the Van Pelt is named, which, by the way, is pretty rare. But like if the list is long enough, the Van Pelt will show yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, this is the song that's on it. And so Vulture did the top 100 emo songs of all time, mm-hmm. Vulture Magazine. It's a pretty decent list. I don't know if you've looked at it. Uh-uh. I don't... Um, I think it's... Uh, well,
0: I might have a long time ago.
1: I don't... I can't name who who compiled it or if it was a team, but like it's not... Like, I like it. It encompasses everything, including the shit, but Mm it has also a lot of the stuff that you would would not expect. It starts off, actually, number I think number 100 is that band Forest, that Singaporean emo band from, like, contemporary band. They're fucking dope, too. But, but, like, it goes from, like, today on down into you'll find Rites of Spring at the top or something. Mm. There's a Sunny Day song. Yeah, 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 sure. Maybe the number one song is a Sunny Day song, but... um, this one comes in at like 97, which is pretty poor showing <laughs> to be perfectly honest, but whatever. But it made it in the top um, 100, that's good. Made in the top 100, not bad. I mean, fucking My Chemical Romance is higher, but that's that's my taste. Sure, not sure. Not real, I guess. But <laughs> it says in this, like, they, they say, what I really like about this is that sparse guitar melodies hang in the air while Leo's perpetually off-pitched lyrics stumble, right? We had said mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. This idea that, like, the guitar melodies hang in the air, and then it says... He finishes his philosophical ramblings about existentialism as the guitars overlap and constrict, squeezing every last drop out of the dread uh, that he's experiencing. And I fucking love that description because I was trying to figure out how to talk about this song. Because there's not a whole lot music... I mean, you say there's a lot going on with the guitars, all that shit. But for me, it's like him talking the pacing and the melodies and the guitars, everything seems pretty on pace. Mm-hmm. And then towards the end, it kind of, it does kind of yes. culminate in like what becomes this, this end point where you can see it t- being tied in a knot. And um, yeah, it's fucking dope description. I wish I could talk like I that know, me too. Listening to a song. Yeah. It's, it's hard to, it's hard to come up with something for this one, for me at least. But
0: totally. Uh, that, I've that is a really good uh, descriptor or whatever, or, or, you know, descriptor sentence of it. And yeah, it does kind of like, it's pretty simple. Uh, it does that kind of like build in the middle but then drops back down and then kind of like the last one like the end is really where it kind of peaks and the guitars do start to do kind of some interesting stuff
1: there's the idea of it hanging in the air as he yeah. spits and spouts like it's an interesting way to say it But yeah totally um, do you want to hop over to watch together yes. for a second here totally
0: whoa that's a nice looking video
1: dude it's high quality I think there are three songs that I have found on the internet.
2: They're outside.
1: They're outside. It's 2014. They look great.
0: <laughs> oh, so they're the? Is it the second bass player, not the original
1: bass player, was in Blonde Redhead? After that's this right, band? she's not present here. Yeah. yeah, she she did this album. It's why I think the bass on this is so on these three songs that we have from this uh-huh. album is so it's much more prominent. It's really nicely uh-huh. done, I think. Um, and then she continued on with Chris Leo for the band The Laps that came after. Oh, it. okay, okay. There it is. Um, and the last song. Plain and simple. I want you to know what you think of his voice at his at this age. Destroyed itself.
2: That any of my
0: slander. <laughs> he, this is absurdity. He kind of sounds like uh,
1: Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> he lost it a little, though.
0: No? Yeah.
2: This is a double speak.
0: It's it's so like it not so much right now, but By I, I saw a couple videos
1: uh, where he had short hair and he looks so much lunatic. like his brother. It's weird. Weird. The Fear. He looks in this like a per- I, like I tried this to dress lunacy. like this for so many years in my life. Totally. Yeah. Never pull it off. I wish bad for shoes on our head. He forgot the lyric. Right there like, it's, it's, it's so funny. It's a lot of
0: things to remember. To
2: get near to nothing on top of the world think about
1: it it's so
0: interesting too that he and his brother are making such different music
1: Mm -hmm.
0: like all through the 90s they're on different sides of like the punk spectrum if you will and in the 2000s as well an
2: unseasoned meal monotone spirits
0: so you said this is from 2014.
2: I think that's when it was.
1: Yeah. Okay, okay. They um, they made a double LP live album for, it, for Europe cat. only. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was this. I, when I first watched these, like they need my body's I don't think his voice is at the same. Like he's obviously gained his pitch is a little bit lower. It yeah. the same. Yeah. Which is, is nothing too? hard and disappointing, but like mm-hmm. what I was, what I found here is like, is it nothing too? what a dope space play like show! And, like, it just looks so yeah.
2: cool.
0: I would love it to play,
2: like or
0: just even see somebody play there too. Yeah.
1: It's just all green, and Lush. folks are sitting on the ground. And, yeah. It sounds good somehow Like his vocals are off But the I mean that Yeah is dripping.
0: It still sounds great Nobody's voice survives No it's fine. Except for you Case.
1: Yeah This part like prolonged Like to make the decision To keep going right mm-hmm. there
0: the thing I like about this kind of guitar style that they do is it sounds more complicated than it actually is because uh, like he's just mainly holding that chord and then occasionally moving his pinky and just kind of picking through it's so, I don't know, it sounds so easy, cool yeah. it sounds so cool and I just love the how clean the guitars are yay good job Fellas. Good
1: job, fellas. I wish I could go on tour with you. Yeah. The <laughs> party tour.
0: Yeah, that's so, right. that sounds great, man. I'm kinda like we just listened to the whole thing, so we don't need to necessarily point out specific timestamps.
1: Oh, but I would dig it if you did want to call something out. Yeah.
0: Okay. I just want to let's do the last build because it's really fucking good. And it sounds even better on the recording.
2: it nothing too.
0: I just like the little build on that right at the end. Uh, it's pretty subtle, but because it happens earlier in the song too, and it doesn't really come to a head, it's nice that it they finally get that lead going and stuff, but yeah, really fucking good song. I could, I could see why it would make it onto the top 100. Good job, Vulture.
1: I don't know. I feel like it should be higher. Yeah. That's just me, but like, I'd like to get your take on that list. I want you to make a, a, an alternate list.
0: Okay. Where, like I did with where, the the ringer?
1: With the ringer list, yeah, where instead of like doing it year by year, you take the song that is on that at number 100 and you find a, another song from that year. It doesn't matter what year. It's like, it'll be uh. like 1991 19, and then the next song will be like 2018 and you'll just be like, all right, I'm going to find a different song because this is an Vulture. annoying task.
0: Uh, top one. We're just gonna take a quick look. Come on, give me the list. Okay, Forests. You yeah, have never heard of this band,
1: dude. It's good. That that shit's good. I'll say that much.
0: Uh, Asia has been. I heard Chinese football. Japan's Falls Toe. Interesting. Okay. What is this one? I had this compilation. Uh, oh, Jejun. This yeah. yeah, it's a great song. To put it
1: at at 99 is offensive, but
0: whatever. The Van Pelt, Copeland, where are they on here? Panic, panic! come on. I am totally okay. I'm not one of those uh, emo fans that's like, nothing past whatever
1: year should be involved or whatever, but like, Panic at the Disco. Um, I agree. I mean, I don't know much about them. I've only heard that dude on a Taylor Swift song. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like, I feel like, I feel like they are a part of that era Mm -hmm. and thus have to be considered (laughs) along with them.
0: I suppose so.
1: It's like, yeah, they say Pete Wentz in here, right? Like, Mm
0: -hmm. yeah, like it makes sense to have fallout boy, but panic at the, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know.
1: Well, there is that, uh, there's that, that, um, idea like you're trying to, in a definition of emo some folks think that you have to have like a relationship to and or interactions with some form of hardcore root or something like that it has to be and it has to be based in punk and hardcore sure sure whatever you know like mm-hmm. debatable but like fallout boy have that i don't know if the disco that. Uh, yeah i don't, I don't
0: know. know they started as a blink 182 cover band so yeah, okay.
1: there you go they've been their emo whatever. yeah yeah okay. <laughs>
0: Okay, Los Campesinos. Oh, the sea is a good place to think about the future. Oh, that song is so good. Well, you, is
1: it number 90? It's number
0: 90, songs? exactly.
1: You yeah. think that's a perfect place to put it?
0: Uh, yeah, I think it's a good place to put it. It's, it's a really good song, but in the pantheon of, of emo, I think there are 90 better songs, or uh, I'm sorry, 89 better songs.
1: 89 better songs. Sure, okay. sure. That's a good way to look at it. Um, do Including, you th- for example, the song that was right before it on this list, 91, Methyl, or the Ethyl Miserve, whatever the hell that band's called. Oh, yeah. I've, um, uh, I dig on that shit. They're
0: another band that I've never really listened to. Do you know Los Campesinos? you know that band?
1: No. I'll listen to them.
0: The Used. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't care for them. Oh, yeah. Empire Empire is on here. That's right. I talked about this on that episode. Shout out to Empire Empire. I was a lonely the estate. They're real fucking good. Hmm. Let's move on.
1: Let's oh, you didn't get to the number 85 co and Cumbria song Ooh. called A Favor House Atlantic.
0: I the would put, I would put that higher.
1: Oh, really? Shit. Dope.
0: Because that shit is good. <laughs> uh, although, are they emo? It's debatable. They're prog emo. Let's move on to uh, this
1: song. The next. After the, the Kohede and Camb- named after Kobe and Cambria. Uh huh. It's called We Are Heathens and
0: Emb- Cambria. <laughs>
1: Song Heathens, Ambria, for which Cohen <laughs> and Cabria named themselves yeah, for. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we are heathens.
0: <laughs> okay. I, I might get uh, some shit for this one. This take. Some people might stop listening, and that's okay. You probably should have already, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Something about the guitar part on the, the verse or uh, the chorus, I guess. It is, it is a very emo guitar part, especially like, Mm -hmm. uh, the quote unquote emo revival. Like that sounds like a snowing song. It also sounds like it could be a third eye blind song.
1: Oh, it totally does. And I don't think that's bad. Wait, you don't like that band?
0: I I do now because of this podcast, but, uh, I could totally see a band like third eye blind or some kind of nineties pop rock band pulling this out and like like you sing the verse on the or the chorus i mean on this song just slightly differently
1: the we are the psychos pathetic the quitters
0: yeah 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 that whole part like if you sing that slightly better and with a little more tune to it it's it's it, a fucking goo goo doll song you, you got a fucking goo goo doll song in your hands. <laughs> Hell yeah
1: i like it more now that you said that by the it's, way so I, thank it's you.
0: totally not a dig like i it's great i like it When you get to the verses, it it totally goes out the window, this whole theory, because that's just like noodly,
1: weird, (laughs) toxing stuff. But the choruses, man. The choruses, yeah. Okay, wait. First of all, Hell yeah, that's rad. I guess the guitar to me has, in the beginning, has a bit of a static sound that would not be part of... Mm -hmm. Like, it's not as clean as I could imagine third-eye blind. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. No, exactly, yeah. Third-eye blind would would clean that up a little bit.
1: Make it a little bit faster even, maybe? It does seem like...
0: No, no. I think it's it's at the right speed.
1: Okay. Okay, yeah, I'm down.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Everybody write in. Send your hate mail to... Or leave me a voice mes- message on four twenty one 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 six nine six nine. 111 6969
1: I feel like you should tweet when you announce your episodes. Like, just tweet um, shit talk about the episode. Yeah, your Twitter yeah. account it should be like, these motherfuckers said. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm going to put a poll up. I'll put a poll up on uh on Instagram. I, just, I never get any traction on Twitter. Uh, I'll put a poll on Instagram, though. Is We the Heathens a
1: Third Eye blind song? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And did did, Co-Head and Heathen Bria name themselves after this song? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because what? they are the psychos. They are. They are.
0: <laughs> My first little timestamp is at one fourteen.
1: Let's let's do it. I guess like, for me, like I have one timestamp on the song, and it does uh-huh. it is the chorus because I think it's incredible. Or like there's something about like him yelling, "We are the Heathens." That when like fifteen yeah. year old. I guess I would say my, like, seventy year old me was like, hell yeah, this is dope. I'm the quitter. I'm the all-time loser. Yeah, yeah. Um, context be damned. What I like about this song is some of the words he uses, and I just want to point out, like, some like they're so fucking weird. He writes, I'm going to kick aside the lychee pits. Yeah. Which is dope. <laughs> he writes, he's watching kittens and phlegm. <laughs> Why? I don't know. <laughs> um, he... He writes, um, set sail. No, that's not it. What the fuck? That's it. All I got are those two. That's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. They're good,
0: though.
2: We are the psychos. The betting, The quitters.
1: It's a great chorus. I do like he waits on that second We Are the Heathens. Mm -hmm. You would expect it to come earlier. It is
0: good. Oh, you know who who would do a bang up job on this song in the 90s? Not a surf.
1: Okay. All
0: right. They could could pull this off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They follow popular up uh, with We Are the Heathens. They wouldn't have been a one hit wonder in the 90s.
1: Yeah, being a two-hit wonder is far is more it, relevant.
0: Are they? A, are they a band on your radar, Mister Seattle?
1: Not a surf. Yeah. No, I listened I, to, to Super Deluxe, another one-hit wonder out of Seattle. But
0: okay, wait—is Not a Surf from Seattle? I just realized I know, like they're on, they're on they're on Barsuk, and so I was like, oh, they must be from Seattle, but that's dumb.
1: Uh, um, actually, Not a Surf is from New York, New York. Are they? According to Apple Music.
0: Uh, yep. I was totally wrong So yeah, that's great uh, And then right after that uh, I'll just keep playing a little bit of the verse Maybe we'll get one of those lines you like well,
2: the origins change They all pass through has-
0: I love all the all that's happening with the guitar. It's just kind of like, I, I mean, I guess the guitar would work really well for a a, a '90s alt rock jam on the verses, like the the little lead that's happening.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's very like kind of whimsical sounding. Uh, I guess maybe it's mimicking the the chorus a little bit,
1: but I can imagine teenage me listening to that and being like god damn it dad you're so full of shit the Beatles aren't good at their guitars listen to this motherfucker <laughs> to go this. <laughs> I'd probably still say that to him but
0: Sean Lennon could never <laughs>
1: exactly
0: yeah it's fucking great I love it I love that I know where Coheed and Cambria got their name now Yeah, it's, it's so incredible it, uh, it's cool it's great uh, I mean, they're from New York, so it's close enough to wherever these guys were. Where's Van built the,
1: from? They're a New York band. The Leos are are um, New Jersey kids. Jersey. And this band got themselves together, um, well, be, well, students at New York University.
0: Oh, okay,
1: okay. at <laughs> snobs.
0: Well, there you go. <laughs> so, uh, you know, Cohed, uh, Claudio from Cohed, just drove on down to
1: the old Van Pelt show to at the, the Van uh, Pelt show at the old New York university <laughs> student lounge. Yeah. Yeah, exactly.
0: He was like, Oh, this makes it's me want to write floor. a <laughs> science fiction, emo prog album. Yeah.
1: I was sitting on the floor watching the Van Pelt play. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> sipping on a hot tea. Sipping on a hot tea. Just thinking, thinking about jackhammers. That's a Coheed reference. Everybody, go listen to them. They are cool. All right, you ready? You ready to yeah. move on to this long, 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 long song title?
1: This is Define Zemo song titles. Uh, yes, I'm just. But I, I have a question for you before, mm-hmm. um, before we move on, and okay. that's it's a pretty okay. important one because I listened to an episode you recently did with your wife and mm-hmm. Amanda, um, wife of the pod. I guess you called her wife of the um, pod and uh you all had like your romantic beginnings but oh. i am curious to know if like do do you uh, do, do do you know if uh, the lovers still meet at the chen kai shek memorial <laughs>
0: No, I actually don't know where that is.
1: It has to be in Taiwan, probably in Taipei. I guess Chiang Kai-shek is, if I'm not mistaken, the military leader against Mao who took people across to Taiwan. Let's see. I'm making an idiot of myself. Danny will strike this from the record if I'm wrong.
0: It's in Taiwan.
1: I was right. Hell yeah. Taipei City. we
0: We've got a phone number for him. You want to call him real quick?
1: For Chiang Kai? It's open right now. Oh, okay, for the memorial. Excuse yeah. me, uh, excuse me, uh, do, do the lovers still meet? <laughs> do the lovers still meet there? I'm trying to, trying to meet some lovers at the, the, the memorial. Do the, do the lovers still meet there? And they're like, you fucking, get, stop calling us <laughs> and hang up. Fucking Van Pelt. <laughs> some stone. Damn TV you, Leo season. <laughs> Every August this happens. <laughs> Look.
0: Another really good song. Uh, There were a couple, um, some live footage I watched of this one. It was pretty good. For sure. Very very nice stuff. There's the part on this song. And I ran out of time slash forgot to look up which Promise Ring song it reminds me of a little bit. But I'm going to see if if you know. 97.
1: The same year as, uh, uh, is this thing on? I think so. I think we're
0: we're more in the horse latitudes area.
1: Oh okay. But it's I mean are they writing like are, you, are I think it's two great ideas, one same same great time. Sure. sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Something <laughs> like that. It
0: sounds like you know when like a a product will change their packaging or whatever. It's like yeah. new look, same great taste. <laughs>
1: 100%. That's what uh, that's what Leo says when shouts at him for stealing his music. <laughs> yeah. Nah, Davey, bruh. Two great ideas, one great time. Yeah, <laughs> bruh. So, so specifically
0: the the like uh, uh, whining guitar. I don't know. I don't know if that's like a right word for it. Let's hear it.
1: I don't know the song off the top of my head, but one, what, so this was my favorite song of this band. This is the one mm-hmm. I listened to the most. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if, the, I don't know, like we were talked earlier about like, where does this band fit in on this scene? Like maybe this is just the most Midwest emo song they have on the record. And I was just fucking in love with it. it yeah. sounds yeah. So much like that shit. You're right.
0: Yeah. It, it is the most Midwest emo sounding song, even though they're from the East coast.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, they were born in Ohio, so. mm. But the band is not. I mean, Ted Leo was raised in New Jersey. That's would, why he sounds that way.
0: They would just need some tapping and then it would be the most Midwest emo song. Yeah, I don't know. Everybody write in. Call that phone number I mentioned earlier or call the that memorial and let them know which Promise Ring song they'll, <laughs> they'll get. It. Excuse me.
1: Is this the Kai Sheck Memorial? <laughs> I just wanted you to know that it is a, it is a, this promise. Wait, I don't even... I've got a horse... Okay,
0: horse latitudes. It is track two of, of Horse Latitudes that does a similar slide down the neck.
1: You're also just you've got that on the mind because you recently purchased the uh, beautiful sea clear sea green.
0: Mine's it's on black.
1: Mine's on black. Yours is on black? Mm-hmm. Danny, what a loser. I know.
0: I know. Same thing with that new and original, it's on black. I didn't get the, the fancy purple one or whatever.
1: I didn't buy that one.
0: Wow, well, I, well, I like that. You album. should I love
1: that record. Yeah, it's good too. Uh, well, so,
0: so this is this is your favorite.
1: Why is this one your favorite? I have no idea. I think that maybe we just uh, nailed that hammer on the on this tool belt um, there. I don't I, feel, I don't
0: know if I understand that analogy.
1: <laughs> I'm not sure it's the same. <laughs> <laughs> not necessarily a reason to disrespect it sure, <laughs> the way you sure. just did okay
0: i'm sorry i apologize it's not very uh it's not uh, the right season for that
1: i feel like that um there's something about um it's i mean for me it's most the sound is obviously right like it's definitely the same as so much shit i was listening to around that period of time mm-hmm, mm-hmm. a couple of years later right i think even that promise ring album i met that album in 98 sure it's definitely before very emergency but like it's some you know in that area in 98 99 mm-hmm. I just feel like this song—it's kind of—it's got a little romantic vibe. I'm that sleepover pal you never had, and I can think to myself, being nobody's sleepover pal anyone's ever had. Aww. Um Or like uh, uh, the idea that uh, you know—it seems it feels lonely. There's star references, lonely mm. suburban nights. Although I was not a suburban kid, I was a very rural kid. But <laughs> I don't know. I could just see myself getting into some of the sentiment in this. Sure. Um, aside from the beer one, because I was very nailed to the X, so I'd probably be like, yeah, I did take one. Only one beer to throw these scars out Lightweight.
0: <laughs> yeah, I saw you with your Miller highlight. <laughs> yeah. The Oh, hell yeah. Champagne of beers over there.
1: I'm a man who Keeps loves Miller classy. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. I think that the sound plus this, the, sure. the, the, some of the lyrical sentiments really stuck out to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll have to also say, though, like, the I was such a huge fan, uh, unironically, of the long-ass titles in, in oh, Second Wave emo songs Oh, absolutely. Songs. Yeah, yeah. So that's definitely playing a role here. Yeah. fuck like, like, yeah. The
0: longer and more nonsensical, the better.
1: Totally. Yeah. Especially the ones that, like, caused a bunch of white kids from Washington state to call up the Chiang Kai shek memorial. <laughs> <and ask>. <laughs> um... <laughs> super super dumb questions or just crank call them yeah 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 when's the sleepover (laughs) I'm the sleepover pal and I'm I'm ready to never be had ready to be had
2: (laughs) you know what I
0: that like kind of disco sounding guitar
2: mm-hmm.
0: I like it a lot it doesn't fit with the song kind of when I'm sitting and like like we were talking about earlier how you will, will like sit and pick these things apart and notice how like eh, that sounds kind of weird I like it a lot and it works but it's, it's confusing It's confusing. yes 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 that's, that's a good it works really well but it is a little confusing when I'm like paying too much attention to it but i like it it's a cool choice because it it it's seems to be moving a little faster than the rest of the song
2: Mm,
1: totally it when you put it on it my mind shot back to another point like the start of this song um can we actually would you play the first like 15 seconds or 20 or like the intro to the first verse sure through through the first verse
0: Sir, sir, get off the microphone. <laughs> Go sit back down, sir. They're,
1: I'm thinking of So, like, when I was like 16 or 17, I, I've mentioned this before. I worked at a CD shop, right? And, like, there were these two dudes who were older than me mm-hmm. um, Ryan and Mark. They're most certainly listening. Yeah. I think they hey, Ryan. Hey, still, Mark. What's we'll up, Ryan and Mark? I'm sure they both still live in Bellingham. I know Mark does. Like, Ryan might live in Portland now, but. These are dudes from the from the small town I grew up in, and they worked at that CD shop. And they were in a band called Lands Further East,
2: Ooh, um, nice. and they
1: toured with that America's band. That's I, that's why I know that oh, group cool. from out of Reading, and like um, they were uh, a math a math band, a mm-hmm. math rock band. But those guys liked this kind of music quite a bit. Yeah, not this band though. I don't actually know if they ever listened to this, but like when I listened to that start, like it reminds me a little bit of what I found to be much cooler than me kids. Like oh. the the vibe was. Yeah. Slow, it's a little twinkly, it's a little hip. And it does, um, Leo does this in that live video in the grass where like they had that like emo guy dance, that math emo dance where they would just like kind of like do like a bowl thing with their feet really slowly yeah. along to the, to the rhythm. <laughs> and um, then he's like, he's like, where's those empty, where's that empty dance floor? We own those Tuesday nights. And I can just imagine like those dudes, just like 30 of those dudes, like out on the <laughs> dance floor, just doing a little bit of a bowl yeah, shuffle. Like, yeah, yeah quietly and like putting their head forward as they did it and it's <laughs> fucking dope man that's that song has a really great intro though it's like for my 17 year old self it's like this is the most beautiful song ever written. Yes, like yes. holy shit
0: absolutely it's so it's very simple and kind of beautiful
1: oh yeah i'm not gonna say that it is still i guess in that same way but i can see myself just being blown away by that totally totally S- that simple fun beautiful soft hmm Bull shuffle of a of a riff there yeah
2: i
0: remember first hearing stuff like that and like learning yeah. to appreciate it for the first time because not everything has to be do dat, do dat, do dat, do dat. like yeah. you know whatever but like 1st time hearing the weaker thans for example like yeah that totally blew my mind because like this
1: guy was in prop candy what the heck <laughs> <laughs> Your mind was blown because it had just had an aneurysm with rage. <laughs> yeah. <second>. oh, no! <laughs> and then you came to, and you were like, dang. Dang, I need to calm down.
0: <laughs> I don't have anything else until 3.20 on this. I song. have
1: exactly that. What the fuck, dude? Whoa! We've got the beer scar line. That's what I what I tagged it for.
0: I tagged it and said, oh yeah, this rules. <laughs> That's when that's, that's their version of making the song explode It's like Mm -hmm. he sings a little bit higher and his voice starts to crack. And one of the guitars does like a, the most simple lead you could possibly ever do, but it's so fucking perfect for the song. That part's really great. The like a little build into it when the rest of the song is very kind of subdued and mellow and it gets to that and it's so fucking worth it. What was the line you pointed out?
1: Oh, in that he's got it. Took one beer to throw these scars out. I oh. like this idea. Like tonight's coming out. Tonight I'm coming down from the yeah. night's end to the general's house. Um, it's evocative of the sound that they're making. Like almost as if someone's standing up and moving on. Mm-hmm. But like the the idea, like that, who's the general? <laughs> like, I it's I know. that's Chen shek I guess. But oh, so like true. what's happening is like the ki- the the he was the lover he got broken up with. He's a sleepover pal that the person never had. Mm-hmm. And he was just kept going to the Shanghai Shek Memorial where the lovers were meeting. And then tonight he's coming down. Oh no, he's coming to it. From the nights of... Never mind. I'm going to stop with my <laughs> lyrical assessment. This song makes no sense. <laughs> you know what doesn't make any sense is the album cover. The putting painting? Yeah. What's up with that? I love that cover. I also... In golf though... Or in high school I played golf. I was on the varsity team. Oh, so. I don't know. Not good. It was a small town golf team. I think there were seven of us. I think we were all varsity. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just by default.
1: Just by default, yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't know. How, I don't know. I don't know if I like it or not. It's interesting. It, I remember it though. Like it. I guess maybe that makes it a good album cover because, like, when you mentioned Van Pelt, I was like, oh yeah, that band with the, like the golfer on the front. Mm-hmm. You know. So I don't know. Maybe that makes it a good album cover. But yeah, it's
1: just interesting because he's so tall. No, I know it's like an impressionist thing or something yeah, like that, like, yeah. or expressionist. Sorry, like exaggerated body feature. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I'm sure that's probably an actual painting that someone paid like four hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> Maybe, some shit. yeah. Danny's just like, dude. I don't know about this. Oh, get it's it, suck. Chris Lee. It's obviously memorable, what the but book.
0: That's why I can't I go to the. I can't yeah. afford to go to the Chiang Kai-shek Memorial anymore because
1: <laughs> that's stupid painting. <laughs> I was hopping flights over to Shanghai Chek once a week, and then no, damn it! I was like, "Tonight it's
0: coming out. I'm buying this painting." <laughs>
1: That's, what? yo, Chris, what's this song about? He's like, "That's about the time I blew my entire <laughs> savings on a fucking painting of a golf player, man." And then the only date I could afford was to take my my date down to the Shanghai shek Memorial <laughs> in New York City, a lesser known memorial. <laughs>
0: Uh, all right. Let's move on to our last song. Get a little uh, education on the things that are currently happening in uh, in uh, the United States of America.
1: <laughs> the ABCDs of fascism. Yes, sir. <laughs>
0: This is off of like a sort
1: of like a B-Sides collection thing, sort of. I understand the Vampelt breakup. Something happened within that band. Mm -hmm. And Chris and the bass player's name is Toko, who went on to play in in, um, Blonde Redhead. Redhead. The two of them kept writing together. Mm -hmm. Um, Or they had been writing together before they broke up. And they formed that band, The Laps. Okay. Which is a great band, by the way. I think it's dope. It's more like what we're hearing because the song is on The Laps album. So, like, I oh, don't know. Interesting. If, it, if They must have had enough... They must have written it enough that mm-hmm. um, they could claim it for themselves when they moved on to that new band, but that they wrote it during, I think, what was the Van Pelt era still. And there are, like, this imaginary third album is... Half songs that are lap songs, and then half songs that were on a final EP or some oh, shit, or like some release that Van okay, did. Okay. So it's kind of like a, yeah, it's like a good collection, but I think that they saw it, especially if you consider the fact that half of these songs went on to be on a full-length album mm-hmm. for a band called LAPS, which is members of. I think they were working on this album when they broke up, and that's where okay. this particular song comes from. But what's interesting about it is, it, to me, it's a it feels like a throwback to that first album. To find kind it of does. It's
0: it's very like kind of loud and in your face. The the chorus sounds like the guitar part I would never want to play because it's just like two chords over and over, mm-hmm. and back and forth, back and forth, and I would get really bored. But unless you were doing high kicks, unless I was doing high kicks the whole time, yeah. uh, I wrote it. This has a very '90s B-side
1: energy. It could. Shit, I don't even know if the versions are different. I should look more look closely at that Laps version. Yeah, it could be a B-side, and they refined it for that other album. Sure. I do know. I listened to that lap, Laps one really quickly because I could not. I couldn't find lyrics for this. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not on the album. They're They're not in the the, the pressing of the album. They're not oh. online. And, like, the dude, you can't tell what Leo's saying. Yeah, time. no. And like, certain words stand out. And so I did listen to the lapse one really quickly just to be like, wait, is it easier to find it here? Do they mm-hmm. have the lyrics on the Laps one? And none, it wasn't the B there. But oh, bummer. It could be this is a B-side of that, and they re-recorded it.
2: Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Um, I do like this song because it's faster. It's more of a, of a punk song yeah, in a way yeah. that feels nice. But it does, I guess it probably doesn't get the treatment. But regardless, it's not It's not those previous three songs. Mm-hmm. Like, it's he's not speaking in the same way. You can't tell what the fuck he's saying. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. He is kind of doing a a bit more of a sing kind of thing.
1: Yeah, and the only thing I know about the the words in the song are the following words. I will read them out loud to you. Okay. I understood nothing more. (laughs) And this is like first-rate poetry. Cats, noodles, techno, hardcore, sauerkraut, seaweed, octopus, president, squatter. Huh. Those are the lyrics.
0: Okay, okay. Does he, does he repeat at the end of the song, should I go warn my Jewish friends? Oh yeah, that one.
1: Yeah, that, that's also there. Okay. okay. (laughs) I didn't put that on there.
0: (laughs) So, so does it seem like, uh, the verses maybe are just a random listing of things?
1: I think he's got, he's got stuff going on. There's some, like, there's some words like is and 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 shit like that that I could pick out, but like I was really having a tough time trying to figure out Mm -hmm. what the hell he's saying and... It's funny, like just certain words were enunciated quite clearly. Yeah, yeah. And that was basically it to me, at least. There were other things, I guess, that were maybe not as funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and the end. You're right. The end is pretty obvious. Yeah, the
0: end is is pretty obvious, and um, I wasn't sure. That's what I was going to ask um, if you knew. Should I go warn my Jewish friends? Uh, I
1: take I take I, t- I have commentary on that idea, but regardless, do it. Do it. Uh, well, I mean, just like the like. <laughs> Little little Catholic or Protestant T- Ted Leo from Jersey is it like recognizes somewhere that there's some fascism coming, and he thinks he has to forewarn <laughs> his Jewish friends because they, for whatever fucking reason, haven't seen it yet. Like, come on, bro, they're they the know. ones that will pick it. They up know. First. <laughs> Oh yeah, uh, little Catholic little Catholic Chrissy from fucking Jersey yeah Thank you, sir. yeah.
0: Uh, that's actually the only, uh, only time stamp I, I pulled out of this one. We can listen to like the, that guitar part that I was talking about too, though. Like like I can just picture myself leaning up against the wall at, at band practice, just being like Dun, tuk-a-dun, 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 tuk-a-dun. not being pleased with myself for writing this You're
1: just bored with yourself yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> word what do you think
1: about that bass
0: though the bass is thumpy i like it it's it's yeah. it sounds like a lot more fun than the guitar it's like ba-bum, 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 like
1: kind of boom, thumping boom, boom. along mm-hmm. i like it sure um i have a timestamp at 107 107? he has this part like There are parts throughout this song where he'll like, there'll be this like echoey, yelly duet chorus in the background, which I find. Or not, uh, someone's yelling behind him, which I like. Mm, Okay.
2: There's
0: someone, someone back there singing along.
1: It's probably Ted. Yeah, yeah.
0: Ted came into the studio.
1: You're singing about fascism, yeah. young brother. <laughs> <laughs> let me holler a couple words about noodles and techno. Noodles and techno. <laughs> Man, I wish the lyrics were on here. Yeah, I'm really disappointed they're not Because there's some weird shit going on. Um, the other time tip I have is one twenty four where some of those words just the random shit he's saying okay. is popping out. Uh, I'm just it, I stopped at one twenty two, so I'll just let it go.
2: Sausages.
1: <laughs> I love it. I think it's so funny. There's, I saw some, I saw some guys. They were eating sauerkraut sausages. I Should like, I forewarn my? I need to go warn my Jewish friends. <laughs> There's some Germans over there. Do you like sauerkraut, you,
0: Mister? I do like sauerkraut. Yeah, hell yeah.
1: I've yeah. never had it before. My, Dude, my dad's all about it. It's good. Yeah. Just pop it on a pop it on a dog. Pop it on a
0: veggie a dog. Well dog. Dog. <laughs> I'll have to try it one of these days. See if I like it. <laughs> I'll go to the wiener schnitzel
1: down the street. They have veggie dogs now. And put that uh they <laughs> put that sauerkraut. <laughs> how do you <laughs> If you put if you put that sauerkraut on my dog, I'm gonna tell I'm gonna forewarn <laughs> all my Jewish friends. <laughs> What the uh-huh. fuck is, never mind, This sounds
0: weird. <laughs> Look to the person behind me in line. Hey, you Jewish, better watch <laughs> out.
1: <laughs> All right, Leo, good job. I think after that he follows it up by saying something like, and seaweed, and octopus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All that That's on your dog. Good. All that. I'll take one of those sausages with the sauerkraut, the seaweed, and the octopus, <laughs> and the president. It's a fucking great
0: playlist. Uh, I do I do like the end of the song because the end of the song is just like, we're done. I really like this band. I'm definitely going to be listening to more of them. Uh, I already looked up some vinyl prices. Uh, they might be a little too rich for my blood. A little too steep. Nah, yeah. um, they had
1: a re-release at some point, right? Like In the early or mid-aughts or something, I think, that they put out Sultans of Sentiment again.
0: Thing, let's take a quick look-see here. Uh, 2017, it came out in Spain.
1: I don't know what the hell. They're just trying to get Euro tours. Like, hey, I want to get Euro trip again. Let's do this.
0: Um, So, yeah, I might, uh, you know, keep an eye out for those at a reasonable price. Or maybe, uh, when uh, Numero Group is done uh, reissuing Chisel, they'll start reissuing the Van Pelt.
1: Yeah, maybe they should just buy all the, uh, Glenn Bernstein shit, whatever the hell that album's called
0: or at least the leo stuff just bring yeah bring leo season to the numero group
1: maybe you should make that joke for them and then let them have it so like you can have this joke yeah, it's yeah, a great yeah. joke
0: i will they'll use it next august um i will give this band i will give the van pelt second band of leo season a Whopping 4.7. Oh shit! Out of five. Because boy did I like this shit. I can see myself listening to uh, the band that I gave 4.8, which was Motion City Soundtrack. I could see myself listening to Motion City Soundtrack a little bit more, but not much. Oh dang! Holy cow! I like them a lot good oh. good shit
1: i think i'm gonna have to text dante and tell him now that i almost, <laughs> almost beat him you almost beat him you almost there almost there and i have to make a compelling argument for why this band sucks for the next five minutes oh then, i, I should
0: have taken some <laughs> at least two two point two points off for uh, not having cats
1: not having cats And for actually advocating the slaughter of said (laughs) kids. Yeah,
0: exactly. What a fun Leo season we're having. Let's hope it continues. Uh, Lindsay, feel free to send that chisel playlist over. Nate, thanks for coming on back. Maybe one of these days we'll we'll do that other playlist you gave me months ago.
1: We've got an outstanding list. We still have time because that show is... Coming up here yeah not
0: for I think I, not for another month at least hey thanks thanks for listening everybody thanks to Nate for coming on back Nate will be back sooner than you think
1: oh yeah for sure I, I'm under contract yes you
0: are <laughs> uh, thanks everybody uh, bye-bye
1: feel like your listeners should call you up. Or I guess you don't give out your phone number. Do you give your phone number to the pod people?
0: Uh no. Oh, okay. I I think there I do have a Google voice number that I could maybe give out. It's like 111-6969- <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Nice. <laughs> 420 is the area. 420-111-6969. And then they can call you up and give you a mic check sound because someone's yeah. going to have a good sound. Or you could lean into the dad vibe cuz you're a dad, right? Like oh, yeah, you yeah, should I sure just am. Pretend like it's one of the sounds you make when you're trying to show your child what an alligator sounds like.
2: Oh, okay, okay. And, um, and preface wh- it as such. Ah.